if we as moms can remember, this is just a short time. It, when they're five, you might have two hours in front of the computer. You can grow your business at that point. Or you may have to adjust your sleep schedule a little bit to work when they're sleeping or ask for help. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. You are going to love today's guest. Her story is so inspiring. Nikki Medford is a single mom who homeschools her 8- and 10-year-old and earns $3,500 per month. Having the ability to be a stay-at-home mom has always been a priority to her. Through the years, she has found ways to earn money using her natural gifts. Now she spends 20 to 25 hours a week running two businesses. She is a publisher for Macaroni Kid, which is a local parenting resource for her community. She recently launched her own concierge and project management company, Opal and Arrow Enterprises. Today, Nikki will share the skills needed and the startup costs involved in each of these businesses, as well as some encouraging words for moms who are looking for ways to earn more money for their families. Let's get to it. Nikki, welcome to the show. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm glad to be here. I would like you to just start out by sharing about your journey to becoming a stay-at-home mom and tell why it was so important to you to choose to stay at home with your kids. Um, I think my journey to being a stay-at-home mom started before I was even a mom. Uh, when I was a when I was a teenager, I wanted to have kids. I always knew that I wanted to be a mom, and the idea of working outside of the home never really sat well with me. I didn't um, pursue a college education. I didn't pursue any kind of vocational school. I always kind of knew I wanted to be something different and have hours and flexibility um, that catered to a family life. And that I kind of knew that at a very young age. And when I became a young mom, um, at 22, I did what I could to do that. So I was a nanny for a while and was able to bring my son to work with me. Um, when my daughter was born two years later, I did daycare. I continued to do daycare for family members and friends. And I just always appreciated the flexibility, um, that being a stay at home mom, gave me to be with my kids. Um, and I think the reason behind that is just I, I became a mom personally to spend time with my children. I didn't want to miss out on anything. Uh, I really connected and bonded with my kids right away when they were young. And the idea of just the idea of not being around them all the time kind of made me want to stay home, <laughs> not want to leave them anywhere. So. Yes, I could totally relate to that because I felt the same way. I grew up working in daycares or taking care of my siblings first and then babysitting for friends and working in daycares. So I had spent like most of my adult life, you know, nurturing other people's kids. And then when I had my own kids I was, or my own son, I was like, I want to take care of my own son. <laughs> so I totally get that. Um, when you say that you want to be a present parent for your kids, kind of explain that statement a little bit more. What does that mean to you to be a present parent? Um, For me, being a present parent 
and an intentional parent overall has always meant making my kids um, a priority in what I do with my life. Um, I really want to get to know who my kids are. I've always kind of had this belief that yes, I'm, you know, let kids be kids. I'm raising children, but I'm also raising my future friends. You know, they're going to be adults at some point and we're going to have our our lives beyond childhood and beyond me telling them what to do and, you know, being responsible for their safety and health. Like I, I tell them all the time now. And so I think being a present parent to me has meant just getting to know them on a level that, that gets to know them deeper than me dictating their lives as a parent, but actually figuring out who they are as people and as they grow up. And I think my proximity to them and, and me wanting, you know, I, I think I mentioned in my um, first emails to you, I homeschool them has always been based around just wanting to get to know who they are in, in life. And um, that's really, I think, for me, what what being a present parent is, is taking the time to get to know who they are as people in the in the little ways and in the big ways. So I love that. I love the idea of them becoming your future friends. That is such a neat to look at that. Um, I want you to tell us about um, both of your home-based businesses. And I think you said that you had started Macaroni Kid Publishing about three years ago, and then recently launched your own um, business, Opal and Arrow. So I want you to talk about each of those and just kind of like, what do you do in both of those businesses? Um, Macaroni Kid, I joined, I actually joined Macaroni Kid about eight years ago for the first time when I lived in Colorado. And they are, Macaroni Kid, we are a national chain of online publications that help families and community members find things to do. So it's a calendar of events, we list festivals and guides and family with a, all with a family focus. Um, I did that for for a little while when I was in Colorado, I really loved tapping into my community. And as a stay at home mom, I love knowing, you know, kind of being in the know about the things that were going on in my community. Um, I loved being that friend that people would say, what are you doing this weekend? And I knew right off the top of my head what was going on around town that weekend. Um, so I started back then and I, I published for Macaroni Kid for maybe three months before we moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. And at the time, there was already a publisher for the area. So I kind of just did my own thing. I opened up a children's play cafe during that time um, and was working my businesses in a brick and mortar store. And when I decided to homeschool my kids, I knew I needed a less demanding job than owning and operating a brick and mortar store. My kids needed me home more. We needed to focus on education. And Macaroni Kid had opened up again during that time, the, the territory here. So I took advantage of it and I've been publishing for them for the last three and a half years. Um, Through Macaroni Kid, I have had the opportunity to connect with local businesses and help support the local mom and pop stores and entities that exist here in Raleigh. We primarily are funded through advertising and sponsorships, very much like a podcast or cable television or, you know, that kind of Pandora. We, We give advertisers and local businesses the audience of local families and parents, the um, decision makers of the home. And it has, it's been a really, really huge um, opportunity for me and beneficial for my family. We get to enjoy tickets to 
uh, special events and concerts and plays. You know, we've, I've, I've been on press trips where I've got in um, comped rooms and travel in order to review and, you know, write about our, our family travels. So it's been a really, really great opportunity um, as I was primarily a, a homeschooling stay-at-home mom for the last three and a half years. Uh, about a year ago, my husband and I made a choice, my ex-husband and I made a choice to separate. And I knew at that time, if I wanted to continue homeschooling as a part-time working mom and uh, with 50% custody, I was going to need to kind of step up my game, either with advertising for Macaroni Kid or running local events. And of course, two weeks after I left, my husband COVID hit. And so my big grand plans of coordinating community events and, you know, publishing more for these family-friendly venues and businesses, um, that was all put on hold. I had to stop. But I didn't stop publishing Macaroni Kid. We still had, we still had some things. We were posting crafts and, you know, we were all trying to pivot everybody and, you know, everybody was. Uh, but the financial, you know, the financial benefits dwindled because businesses were closed and they didn't have the budgets and and my plan to, to grow this publication for myself as a single mom kind of went <laughs> you know kind of went uh, went to um uh I don't want to I don't want to say any negative words on your podcast but yeah kind of fell to the ground there so um we we had to me and my kids had to kind of adjust to that you know we had to adjust to the fact that macaroni kid was not going to be my main source of income anymore um it, it hit me pretty hard thankfully I found a part-time job that helped me stay afloat uh worth work from home and it was within that job that I realized I think my skill set to help problem solve help strategize local businesses um and their needs it's something I've always done through Macaroni Kid with my clients, I was constantly coming up with unique marketing ideas for them, constantly coming up with events and helping them execute on their plans. But I didn't really know that it was something that I wanted to do with my life until I had this part-time job that I was kind of doing it in a more regular daily capacity. And that's really where Opal and Arrow came from. I had realized I wanted to continue working for myself. Um, the hours, the, the requirements working for another company are just not as flexible as when you're working for yourself. And I, I was with that company for about a year before I told them, you know, I really have appreciated what you've offered me, but I've, I'm learning that this is what I want to do for myself on my own. And that's where Opal and Arrow came from. So now I offer concierge project management for small business and entrepreneurs who have goals, who have ideas, but don't really know how to start with those ideas or with those goals. And, and I work very closely with my clients to make sure we're putting together steps and plans that are actually easy to execute on and don't just stay a good idea for them. That's awesome. And I was actually looking at uh, some of the reviews and the testimonials for Opal and Arrow and some of the things that people were saying about um, just, oh, I have here, uh, one of your clients said in a matter of weeks, her business went from zero to 100 and that you really know how to keep them focused and execute a broad range of services. And I was just like, that is such a, a needed skill. And I love how, you know, you've taken all of these different life circumstances and all of these different opportunities that you've had and you've kind of, you know, learned from each thing and, and used 
bits and pieces from each of them <laughs> put together, you know, this new business. And so I think that's really exciting and inspirational. And then also, you know, just the fact that now you're doing this, you know, without a partner there and showing other moms that it can be done, you know, even if you're doing it on your own, you can, you can, you know, really do the stay at home mom thing and, and just make it work for the lifestyle that you need to have. Now your kids are eight and 10 now. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, my son is two. So there's a big difference between some of the things you can do when you have a toddler or a baby versus elementary school age. But with both of these businesses, uh, Macaroni Kid and Opal and Arrow, um, how do you see that fitting in for those type of those type of jobs or businesses fitting in for moms with kids who are younger um, and then how do you see that uh, transition happening as your kids get even older and become more independent? Um, that's a great question. I think one thing I've really, really tapped into and want to encourage moms and women specifically is that we, I'm of the notion that we can have it all. You know, I, I have to believe that when somebody says, oh, you're never going to be able to homeschool and work to support yourself without sacrificing something um that that it can be done that we don't have to struggle all the time and it you know it's not easy it's a lot of work what I do is a lot of work and I have those moments of of my I'm not giving my kids enough attention or I haven't communicated with this client in two days or you know I haven't published an article on macaroni kid in in a week you know I definitely have those balanced you know struggle to, to juggle that every mom has but I think the biggest um, you know, the biggest takeaway I have from, from being a business owner for my kids being very young, I opened my first business when my kids were six months old and two years old, and it was a brick and mortar children's consignment store. And I think kids are so adaptable. And when you put like a schedule into place, when they see that you're working towards something, even when they don't see it, if you're working after bedtime, or you're kind of time blocking these hours, these little hours you may have during the day, um, I think that they, they grow to appreciate that more. You know, my kids definitely see me working a lot. My daughter is eight and she's come up and said, mom, can, what can I do? Can I work for macaroni kid? Can I work for Opal and Arrow? You know, what can I do to, to work? I want to earn money. I want to do, you know, what you do. And I think just setting that example is motivation sometimes enough for me to be like, this is what I need to keep doing because they're seeing me do it. And maybe I'm not always as, as active with them as I'd like to be if I didn't have a job or, or my own businesses. Um, I maybe I'm not making as much money as I would if I had them in school full time or I wasn't around them. But I think it's all about finding that balance and maintaining that motivation of your kids are watching what you do. Um, my other thing that I, I try to cling to is just giving as moms is just giving us grace that it's okay to not have all the time in the world and really working within your means. I think that's something that I've always pushed for. So for this last year, it was not within my means to work for myself at a full-time capacity. I did have to take on this part-time job for a while. So I think working within your means, within your limitations for that season, and knowing that those limitations are probably just a season. They're not permanent. They're not your long-term plan. They're not a long-term solution to your goals. Um, I think that really 
can help, you know, those moms with the younger kids. You know, I hear that a lot from, from clients, from friends. I don't know how you do it. My kids don't let me sit at the computer longer than 20 minutes at a time. And I just, I think if, if we as moms can remember, this is just a short time. It, when they're five, you might have two hours in front of the computer. You can grow your business at that point. Or you may have to adjust your sleep schedule a little bit to work when they're sleeping. Or ask for help. You know, some of the solutions I've helped some of my friends come up with is um, finding like a 10, 11 year old who's safe, who's, who's mature enough to handle watching a child or, or playing, you know, interacting while you're right there focusing on your computer work or whatnot. Find creative ways to collaborate with other moms, with other businesses, with homeschool kids. Um, and that's really, I think, his help thinking outside the box in those terms has really helped me maintain what I do for my kids. I love that. Those are some really good tips because it is hard to sometimes remember that this is just a season, you know, and uh, and you're right. I mean, it's going to be different when my son is five compared to now and mm-hmm. even his level of independence. So that's awesome. And then now that you've decided to launch Opal and Arrow, do you see yourself continuing on with Macaroni Kid for years and years to come? Or do you see that phasing out as you take on more responsibilities with and more clients with Opal and Arrow? I do see macaroni kids fitting in um, to my life. I'm not in a position right now to let it go. Um, I do. Well, first of all, I just really enjoy it. I love, you know, I love connecting with the community. I like having a platform. And right now there's a lot of synergy between Opal and Arrow and macaroni kid because many of my clients are either mom owned businesses or cater to family and children businesses in the community. It just seems to be what I've connected with in the last couple of months with my new client base. So I'm able to use Macaroni Kid as a platform for them as well, which kind of creates a really unique synergy for what Opal and Arrow is able to deliver. Um, so I don't see myself letting go of it completely. I have outsourced a little bit more than I used to. So I have a team in place for Macaroni Kid specifically that includes somebody who helps me write content, Um, that includes somebody who puts in an hour a day to do some of the admin maintenance stuff on my site. And then I'm overseeing it all and doing some editorial work and publishing once a week. Um, I have a schedule for social media that I, you know, publish and and schedule out in a, in advance so that those are going out in a timely fashion. But that's kind of that, that goes back to when you, when you realize you need to ask for help, you know, when you realize that maybe, Doing this all on my own is creating more stress. Sure, I'm making more money if I do it on my own, but is that worth the stress that it's causing me to have to do everything on my own? Is it worth outsourcing a little bit and paying somebody, you know, a weekly salary and putting a little bit of money into a mom's pocket or a young, you know, I've had a college interns help me out before. Um, So I think having that creative solution with building a team has made macaroni kid a lot more manageable so I'm able to really time block and say on Thursdays and Fridays is my macaroni kid days I do a little bit of work on those on on macaroni kid throughout the week um and then I time block what I'm doing for opal and arrow and I you know I make sure that what tasks I have when I'm communicating with my clients is within that time block that's outside of my kids hours and outside of macaroni kid hours so it's a, it's a good way to balance all of that. Okay. Now I know that um, for some, 
for some types of businesses, the startup costs can, you know, be a lot and can maybe um, be a hindrance for moms who are, you know, needing to earn an income soon and they don't have a lot of extra money to put into it. So with both of these businesses, um, Macaroni Kid and your concierge business, what is kind of like an average initial startup cost mm-hmm. investment that a woman would need to make? Um, with Macaroni Kid, and Macaroni Kid is a really unique opportunity because we are national. So there are opportunities for moms across the United States and even in Canada to join the Macaroni Kid family if the city that they live in has an opening. Um, the investment on that is $59 a month to get started and includes training and and uh, live live webinars and different things to get you started with how to publish, how to ask for advertising. Um, because I do pay staff right now, I pay some independent contractors to help me run macaroni kid. Um, I pay some subscriptions, you know, for design work and I was paying QuickBooks for my, you know, bookkeeping and all that. Um, I would say probably $400 a month goes out for macaroni kid for me to maintain it at the level that I am currently maintaining it. Um, that investment was lower when I didn't have people that were, I was outsourcing to pay, um, I was, you know, pocketing more, <laughs> more of that than, than otherwise. Um, but the unique thing with Macaroni Kid is it's, it is completely up to you outside of that hosting fee to license the name and be part of the community and access the website. There are no requirements to purchase marketing materials or to buy business cards or to purchase these subscriptions to websites and software. It's kind of given to you and up to you what you want to pay for to make your life easier while running Macaroni Kids. So that's a unique aspect of the business that a lot of moms appreciate. There are definitely requirements as far as what, t- what content you need to publish, what how often you need to publish, um, you know, certain things like that, which it, it covers when you join, when you onboard, but it is a very appealing opportunity because there's not a high buy-in at this time you know I'm not going to speak for the company in the future but at this time that's that's the uh the arrangement um with Opal and Arrow the biggest cost so far that I have financially invested has been the setup my entity um registering for an LLC, getting my bookkeeper on, you know, kind of caught up with all the money I've spent so far. Um, she's combining my macaroni kid and Opal and Arrow for, for tax purposes and record keeping purposes. So we kind of had to go through that. And that was an initial, you know, an initial fee lump sum that I paid to her to get me started. Um, some of the the software things I did join some of my local networking groups chambers and things like that and those can be a little bit hefty Um, but my upkeep on Opal and Arrow will really be um, my services or my uh, software type of subscriptions so my google suite my website you know domain um, or web host whatever whatever that's called um I have like a Google voice phone number, you know, just kind of those, those things, my bookkeeper that I pay per month. Um, those are going to be the, the higher expenses, but I really did not start this needing any high end equipment or any, um, franchise fees to buy into a name. You know, I'm starting all of this from scratch. So thankfully 
the investment is really what I'm willing to put into it. If I have the money to say, you know what, I need business cards made this month and I got, you know, a couple new clients retained, I'm going to put money into the business cards. But there's nothing right now that's demanding me to pay outside of convenience, outside of like upgrading my Calendly for appointments and up, you know, all the, all the things that they charge you premium rates for. Um, but even with that, I feel like a lot of it's optional. If I really wanted to have a planner and make phone calls to each of my clients to schedule, I could do that. <laughs> but it's a lot of what I'm paying for is the ease and convenience for, for my clients. Okay. And then yeah. I also wanted to ask you, what type of skills, background, personality traits um, are required or helpful to be in these businesses? And um, just maybe talk to that a little bit. Are there any type of certifications or degrees that people would need to get started? Um, with Macaroni Kid, I would definitely recommend having a strong command of a written language and communication. Um, it is not a requirement, but it definitely is beneficial for the writing aspect, the editing, publishing. You are putting content live to thousands of people and having a solid understanding of the English language and grammar is helpful, you know, when you're communicating in that way that to an audience like that. Um, you know, technically speaking, having the basic understanding of how computers work and the internet <laughs> and, and you know we, we use google drive a lot there's some editing and coding very very um basic like html coding that's involved uh knowing how to navigate some um basic like photo editors like canva we use a lot um facebook and social media having a solid understanding of how to post how those work um, it's nothing, though, I feel like that can't be learned. I think a willingness to learn and an openness to try something new is required in any entrepreneurial journey. So I think that that's definitely a skill in and of itself is not being afraid to take risks or to try something new. Um, and then with Opal and Arrow, I would have to say, skills wise, again, um, organization, you know, trying to maintain a calendar and Google drives and folders and trying to, you know, help keeping clients on task, you need to be able to do those things on your own. Um, as far as a background, you know, I already said earlier that I did not pursue a college education when I was young and I became a mom very soon after that. So I have just really, really pushed and focused on honing in on what comes naturally to me and listening to people when they say, wow, you're really good at that. Can you help me with that? And and feeling the confidence to say, you're right, I am really good at that. Like, I can definitely help you with that. Um, so I can't really speak to, you know, what is required or what would be needed to help businesses scale their plans or help, you know, help a fundraiser or a nonprofit come up with a strategy for, you know, for raising money. It's I think, again, a lot of it is just for me has been intuition and the willingness to learn and to think outside of the box and then help other people follow that mode of thinking um, into their, you know, into their own journey. Awesome. Um, I just want to wrap up by asking what advice do you have for those moms out there who are trying to figure out how they can earn money they need while still being present for their kids? My biggest advice on what to do is to figure out what you're good at 
really. I mean, it can be anything. You can be really good at childcare, taking care of babies. That's what I did for, for years. I watched children. Um, I also am a firm believer in, uh, I can't quite think of what quote that I've used in the past, but I'm a firm believer that I would rather have $20 of something than $500 of nothing. So I would rather charge somebody at an affordable rate where I know I'm going to lock people in at that rate than have a high value that's going to take me three months to close a deal, even though it's a higher, maybe a higher volume. Um, and that's kind of just very practically speaking. That's how I've always operated. When I did childcare, I knew that I could probably make $1,500 full-time watching a baby, but I would charge $900 and have two families. So actually I was making more money at the end of the day times two families at $1,800 than one family at $1,500. So I think really, really figuring out your bottom line and your break-even point um, and, and having that mentality of what is worth it to you is having $20 in your pocket today worth more than having $500 in six months, you know, like what's kind of going to be that break even and worth your time um, without devaluing what you are worth, but kind of really figuring out that middle point. And I think that's really what I've had to do, you know, my whole life is <laughs> just figure it out. This is what I need to do. I need to make $2,000. How do I break down $2,000 into a manageable package or pricing for people to pay what I need them to pay to make $2,000 a month. So uh, that's probably the most practical advice that I can give. That's awesome. I love that. Break down, get get to your break or your bottom line, basically. What do you have to make and then go from there? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here, Nikki. And I really thank you, Stephanie. You've shared. If you want to connect with Nikki, see the links in the show notes below. You can find out more about Macaroni Kid and her business, Opal and Arrow. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners, so reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.